I myself, the producer of this podcast, is not eligible to diagnose anyone with a mental health disorder. This podcast is purely for artists discussing the mental health hurdles they struggle with on a daily basis. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Where's My Mind, um, a podcast about mental health and the arts. And today we're going to be talking about another topic that Freddie Moss chose to discuss. As I've said before in this podcast, broken the fourth wall in this podcast already. If you hear, we record the same day, but it will be separated out. So that's why I said welcome back, although we've really never left. But no, we were talking about um, negative effects um, someone could have you know, dealing with a body image um, within the industry. And, you know, I think at first I was more so discussing where where people think they need to be certain amount of weight. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm very, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of confidence in, in, in general. I try to like, like build myself up, but for some reason I trying to work on that through therapy to be quite honest with you of like why, you know, why I am the way I am. And I look at like TV or I look at certain things. It's like there lately there's been more of a shift of like, Oh guys that look like me are leads. But for the most part, I'm always like the, the, you know, the, the muscle in a movie or the goofy guy. And it kind of at sometimes it kind of gets to you. Cause it's like, man, like do, do they only want like six pack abs or like, do they want like really perfect hair, perfect skin for leads, you know, from a guy's perspective and women feel like, Oh, you know, they need to, you need to be like 90 pounds, six feet blonde to be an actress. And I, uh, from my perspective, I just tried to, I cast the best person for the role. If there needs to be specific, you know, if it's based on an Italian family, like one of my films, then yeah, I'm going to be casting most Italians, you know? Right. Um, well you, you, you know, you you write what you know exactly exactly so i know um was there a specific thing you wanted to discuss with this topic you know what was the reason you chose it um i'd like for you to kind of like talk on that i know you told me off air but i would like for you to kind of like describe as to why this topic means a lot to you and like maybe some mental health journeys and struggles you had to go on well i think uh, as far as the, the, the negative body image uh in our business I think that, um, I think years ago it was, you know, you needed to be the, uh, you had, had to have that chiseled jaw and that, that perfect, you know, that perfect brow and yeah. the six pack abs and stuff. And then, and like you said, I think more recently we're, we're gravitating to a more realistic view of, of society. You know what I mean? I mean, you, where, you know, now you have guys like Kevin James playing the lead where, yeah. you know, 15 years ago you did not, no, you know? No. And I think that's wonderful. I think that it's great that, um, that the a, a larger segment of society, the more the everyday man is represented. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As far as like, you know, and I, I, that's great for women too. Like I know a lot of women see these, you know, this unrealistic version of these people on TV, you know, these real, these women that weigh, you know, fucking 90 pounds, yeah. you know, size zero, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all that. And uh, all that, their clothes look so perfect on them. And if you see uh, a lot of times, a lot of times with, um, there, yeah. Once again, if you guys, I don't mean to cut you off. If you do hear barking, it is just um, Freddie's dogs just playing around there. Romeo and Nala. Yeah, they're, they're funny. A free as hell. for all here in the house. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no. So what, what are you um, saying? I'm sorry. But uh, I, I think that it's it's better, you know, to show, uh, you know, a more a, a larger segment of society to have them represented. Like I, personally, like for, for instance, like when it comes to women. I'm not attracted to skinny girls. I like girls with meat on their bones. You know what I mean? So I like that, you know, 
that, oh, oh my God, I'm so, I need to lose 15 pounds. No, no, no honey, you don't. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. you don't. Trust I like me. it exactly, <laughs> trust me. I like it exactly to where it is, you know? But, um, yeah, that, that can be, you know, it, it can really be detrimental to your health thinking about, you know, I, I need to be the perfect, you know, I need to be the perfect size for this, or, you know, I'm not going to get any leads yeah. if I don't have, my, you know, if I don't have six pack abs, or if I, you know, I have to starve myself so I can fucking, I can, you Get know, play role. that part. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you see, a lot of times, if you see actors, like, like you know, people, you know, A-list actors in, in, in real life, a lot of them are a lot smaller than you think they oh, are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you see guys, oh, look at that guy. He's all ripped. He looks huge. And then you see him in real life. He's 165 pounds. Like, Wait, what? You know? what? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, wow, camera really does add weight yeah. to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I totally thought you'd be bigger. Kind of like Dalton. Like, like Dalton in Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I think, yeah, um, height-wise, definitely, yeah, you, people's, I guess, presence is larger than life, you know, um, but you see kind of like the, the what people think they're supposed to be, right, and then there's, you know, whenever time you see a character in a movie or a TV show, and they're like, oh, I'm so overweight, and I'm just like looking around, and I'm like, like, what are they talking about? They don't look overweight, you know, yeah. like... If you're over, if you're technically overweight for your height, then maybe like there's technical, but you don't look overweight. But they think like that. There's this movie called The Duff, the designated ugly fat friend. I don't know if you saw it, <laughs> no. and the girl playing it is nor is not ugly nor fat, right? But just because I guess she has puffy cheeks, she's the big girl. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what is that's going that's on ridiculous. here? Like, it's so weird. You know, it's just so it. It's weird to make a movie based on like literally you have ugly and fat in the title. Yeah, you know, or, I mean, who wants to get cast in that? Well, they're looking for a real ugly yeah. fat person. Yeah, I'm gonna go out and read for that part. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, it? And it's worse when you get it. You're like, yes, I was the ugliest, fattest one. I was the ugly. Yeah, yes, I was, I was the most ugliest and fattest out of them all. You know, <laughs> but it's kind of like I don't know. It's just I think there's certain things in movies and in in art and in theater that kind of like. I don't know if if I'm not what you're looking for because I'm too big, then, you know, are you really going to is my weight really going to factor if I'm a good actor or not? Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Or is my image going to be a big factor? And then it's kind of like I, I don't you know, I'm, I'm kind of baffled by it sometimes, you know, um, and in your you know, you mentioned that you are a stage four cancer survivor. Mm hmm. Um, so would you mind if if it's not too personal like talking about it and seeing sure. how like the effects were like with acting and all that? Sure. Well, um I about uh about 12 years ago, I was driving home from work and um I looked in in my rear mirror and I saw a lump in my neck. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" You know, I I thought something bit me. So I came home and I, and I said to my wife, I said, "Oh man, I think something bit me today." She's like, "You better pay, you better take a Benadryl." You know, so I take a Benadryl and I, I wake up the next day and that the lump is still there, right? So she goes, you better go to the doctor. So I go to the doctor and uh, I go to my regular, I shouldn't say my regular, my regular doctor wasn't in. So I saw a doctor I'd never seen before at uh, the general physician. And mm -hmm. um, he looks at my neck and he goes, oh, I don't know what the hell that is. You don't know what the hell that is? Fucking make don't something get, up. Don't you get you know paid I mean? to yeah, know what that is? Yeah, don't you get paid to know what that is? Make something, make me feel better. Don't go, oh shit, I don't know what the hell that is. 
You know, that didn't that didn't make me feel very good, you know. But anyway, he told me I needed to go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. So I go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Doctor says to me, um, all right, I got to do a biopsy, you know, on your neck. Um, if there is, a, if it's a liquid, that's a good sign. Okay. If it's a solid, that's a bad sign. And uh, he goes, we're going to take a, um, we're going to take a biopsy. We're going to send it out and you'll know in a week. I go, okay. And in that week, how was the lump? Uh, it was, it had actually gotten bigger after he stuck the needle in it to take the biopsy. Oh man. Okay. So he said, we're going to let you know in a week. So he sticks the needle in to take the biopsy and he goes, I go, well, what does that mean? Hmm. And he goes, uh, well, it's uh, it's not really a liquid and it's not really a solid. It's kind of like a goo. I go, well, what the hell does that mean? And he goes, well, you know, it means, um, means that your lymph nodes are probably dying. And I go, what the hell causes that? You know, and he goes, well, you know, um, some viruses can and some cancers, but let's not think the worst right away. Let's not think the worst right away. You just fucking told me that it could possibly... What do you think I'm going to think? Right? So right away I go, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? But then, you know, I my wife tells me I got to be more positive and, my, you know, and everything. And I, you're right. You're right. So I said, well, maybe it's not. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got a week to wait. I'll yeah. try not to stress myself out for a week. Yeah. They literally call me the next day and tell me that uh, you have, quote, suspicious cells and you need to go to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. And uh, he said, you have suspicious cells like three or four times, right? So I go, I said, you, you keep saying suspicious cells. Do I or do I not have cancer? And he goes, well, um, I'd say it's a 50-50 chance. I go, 50-50 chance? Oh, shit. So now again, I got it. I know I got it. I, yeah. I can't, I, I've convinced yeah. myself that I have it, right? Because I know I, there's no way I don't. Right? Yeah. That's just, I used to make a joke when I was younger and say, if it was raining pussy, I'd get hit in the head with a dick. You know? I'm like, that's the kind of fucking luck I got, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so I, uh, I go home and I tell my wife, I go, we got to go to Columbia Hospital. What do you mean we got to go to Columbia Hospital? I say, yeah, we got to go to Columbia Hospital. Blah, blah, blah. Is this go. recent? Like, this was uh, 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I have to go for um, x-rays. I have to go for all this bullshit in, in a very short amount of time, right? Mm-hmm. So like I literally, now mind you, my doctor uh, that did the biopsy called ahead of time and made me an appointment at Columbia Hospital, made sure they took my, inf- uh, my insurance. Yeah. He did all of this shit for me. Wow. So he knew I just like, I needed to just get Just there, get in right? there and yeah. do all that, yeah. So I go and I see, uh, I go to uh, Columbia Presbyterian and I meet... Um, Dr. Sal Caruana, who is the greatest man I have ever met in my life. He is the reason I'm, I'm here today. And um, tells me to uh, sit down. And he, he goes over my, my reports and he looks at my x-rays and all this kind of stuff. And he says to me, um, okay, sit down. My, I sit down. My wife puts her hands on my shoulders. She's standing behind me and he goes, can I tell you that I am 100% positive that you have cancer? No, I can't. Do I think you have cancer? Yes, I do. Everything I see here, and he's pointing to my x-ray and, and my paperwork, everything I see here, everything I see here, and everything I know here pointing to his head, he goes, tells me that you do, and um, you need to uh, you need to get us taken care of. He goes, but I'm, I'm a doctor. I'm not a salesman, so if you'd like to go get a second opinion, I'm more than okay with that, and I'll forward your paperwork wherever you want to go. And I go, I go, wait a minute. I'm at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. What am I going to do? Drive up to fucking Newton and ask them what the fuck they think? No. <laughs> Let's get it out. Can we do it today? 
And he goes, no, we can't do it today. He goes, but we can <laughs> oh, do it in a week or, or two weeks, whatever it was, yeah. right? So um, anyway, my wife starts crying, you know, of course. And um, did you, yeah, did, I guess when you, when you discovered the lump, were you like, where did your mind go right there? Did you think it was cancer? I did not think cancer right away. I did not. I thought it was, I thought it was maybe anything but cancer, I yeah, guess. You yeah. know what I mean? And um, after uh, we, we, we do the, um, he, he tells us, you know, I said, well, let's get, the, let's get it the fuck out, you mm-hmm. know? And um, we make the appointment for me to, to have my surgery. Um, my wife is in the hallway and she's crying and a nurse comes up to my wife and, and puts her hand on my wife and she goes, honey, you are in the best hospital in the world with the best doctor. And who I've Sal Carawan actually is the head of of oncology, uh, head and neck oncology oh, wow. at, at the hospital. So he was going to be my surgeon and my doctor, right? So she goes, "You are at the best hospital with the best doctor. You're in fantastic hands, right?" So, um, of course, you know, after after I I got the official diagnosis that I did have cancer, um, yeah, you know, I had a pity party for myself, of course, because right away you think when you think of cancer, you think you're going to die. Well, you yeah. think anybody's gonna die? I mean, you hear yeah. he's got cancer; he's fucking dead. Yeah, you know what I mean. So of course, I had a I had a pity party for myself, you know, and I was I was I was devastated and and um, but I'm not, but but Chris, this is this is the God's honest truth. One day, one day, I gave myself to be sad. Yeah, and then after that, I thought about my at the time my wife my son was five. Yeah, and um, I everybody laughs when I say this. But I swear to God, it's the God's honest truth. After that one day of being sad, I said to myself, okay, well, you're not going to die because A, your son is five and he's not going to, think about when you're five, you don't remember anything. No. So if I would have died when my son was five, he wouldn't even remember me. Yeah. Okay. So I go, A, you're not going to die because your kid is five. And B, your wife is still hot and ain't nobody else fucking her. Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds funny and I, and everybody laughs, but I it's swear to your God, personality. That yeah, that's was, your personality. That's you. That was a motivating factor. Nobody is fucking her but me. Okay. So I love that. So I, I wish she was here so you could see her. I'm Chris. I am blessed way more than I deserve. She is way too fucking hot for me. Okay. I don't know what the fuck she's, I don't know what the fuck she's doing with me. But, um, so I, uh, I go and I just say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let this fucking get me, you know? Yeah. So, she would, my wife is so incredibly supportive and, uh, she would like, we watch funny movies and, you know, I just tried to always try to keep my spirits uplifted, you know? And then, um, finally time comes around for my surgery. I go for my surgery. Surgery is eight hours. Okay. I'm an eight hour surgery. I have a radical neck dissection. They cut out, uh, my tonsils, part of my tongue. Um, uh, I think 36 lymph nodes, the tumor, everything. Wow. Okay. I'm a fucking wreck. Wow. Okay. So now I come out of the, I come out of my, um, surgery and I'm in my room is fucking terrible. The air conditioning in my room was broken. Okay. So Let me I'm, guess. And you probably had surgery in the summer. I did. It was yeah. August 18th. Yeah. Okay. So I'm fucking sweating. So I'm, yeah. I'm miserable. I've got like swamp said, ass on top of a fucking bad neck. I got fucking raining, swamp ass. It was raining pussy. You're right? going to hit with a dick. I'm yeah, telling that, you, bro. That analogy is it's living up to the hype I mean, now. It, that's an understatement. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, the air conditioning, bro, of course it's fucking broken. Of course it's broken. <laughs> and, you know? and the news, you're like, yes, today is the record hot, the yeah, hottest the hottest day, on day of, the hottest day in August. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you're sitting there sweating your ass Oh, it was off. fucking terrible. 
So now I have, uh, I'm in the hospital for three days. I get out of the hospital and, um, uh, I have seven weeks of, of, uh, recovery. Okay. But now all this caused so many problems. I mean, it, it, you know, they, they cut this big chunk of my neck out. So it made my, my trap muscle collapsed and, um, my mouth twisted like I had a stroke and, and I had limited use of an arm and shit you know so i'm like oh i'm looking at myself in the mirror i'm like i'm fucking never gonna be the who same am i yeah yeah i'm who, yeah exactly who am i i'm never gonna be the same so anyway seven weeks go by right and i'm, I'm slowly getting better very slowly yeah. i'm getting better i'm on tons and tons of um pain meds and everything you know percocet coming out of my ass dude. Mm-hmm. i literally had so many percocets in me and um i go to see the doctor i go see you know and uh, he goes, okay, well, now it's time for your radiation treatments. Seven weeks later. Mm-hmm. So now I go see my, I go see my, my kid, my kid right. must be here. Oh, we'll take a break. Yeah, my kid must be here. Cool. I'm sorry I'm going off about. Don't. Don't. On this because it's, it's we're off the acting thing at this moment. I'm sorry. I know, but I, I will tie it in. Okay. If that's cool with you. I want to oh, yeah, hear your course. story. I really do. Your phone keeps vibrating. I think. It's probably it's probably is it him? Okay. Yeah, Life Two Sixty. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mother commenting on my photo. My mother always tells me how fucking nuts I am. <laughs> Today's post was. Uh, What's up, man? How are you? Uh, how you doing? Good. Don't, oh, you remember Chris, right? Yes, I do. What's up, man? How you doing? Good seeing you again. Good seeing you. Hi, dude. Yeah. How are you? Good. Yeah, this was my post today. Don't get in my car expecting to hear love songs. We sell drugs and fuck hoes in here. And my mother's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> Yeah, no, um, so yeah, you said you went to the, um, oh, yes, you went, went back the, for a second, right. uh, or a checkup, I guess, right? Uh, well, I, yeah, you have to constantly go, you yeah. know, so I, I left there and it was time to go for, um, you know, I, I start doing my radiation treatments, so I go to see a different doctor for the radiation, I would go to John Thur Cancer Center in Hackensack, and um, the doctor says to me, um, how do you feel? And I go, oh, I feel pretty good, considering yeah. those, uh. Yeah, well, I'm about to change that. He goes, you have to have seven weeks of daily radiation. Daily. Okay, so. Wait, like Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, yes, for seven weeks. And, and you had to go into the city? Uh, no, I had to go to Hackensack for that. I didn't okay. have to go to the city for uh, that. I had to go to Hackensack for that. So um, I, I had to go. Um, and I'm assuming you weren't working at this point. No, I was out of work for almost a year. Yeah. Were you able to... Um, Collect unemployment or anything? Yeah, or, I was on. I was on a disability. Disability. I was on disability. Yeah, my stepdad was on dis was on disability for a few months right after his stroke, and yeah, it's that whole process is ridiculous. Oh, it's terrible. Um, terrible. So yeah, so so yeah, you were you had to do radiation seven weeks daily. Right. So I go for seven weeks of daily radiation. How long were the uh, sessions? Uh they were only about twenty minutes, but uh, you would go in at first, and you would get um, an X ray done or cat scan i'd rather they do a cat scan on it to see if there's any change in the growth yeah and then if that was okay then they would give you your radiation treatment so you had to have two things each time you went how long was it a, you said a day like how long was it a day would you say uh, like, 20 minutes a day like all of that was just 20 minutes a day. oh yeah all that would test oh, okay okay all right but but it was every day you know oh, it's every day it's a, and probably driving there and back right and then driving there it's and like back. an hour right. and an hour you're there, probably fucking fried and, after right. doing then, all that mentally physically exactly yeah so now but prior to um going for my first treatment mm-hmm. um you have to have a mask made to uh to, it's a cancer mask that actually 
goes over your face and there's one millimeter of movement between your face and the mask. So it, it almost looks like a Spider-Man mask and it's molded to your face, your lips and everything. They, they, what they do is they take it, this hot plastic and they lay you down and they stretch this hot plastic over your face and hold it till it hardens. So it's the shape of your face. How the fuck are you breathing? Uh, it's mesh. Okay. It's mesh. Right. And then um, you have to wear that mask every time you go get your radiation because they, it, they literally bolt your head down so you can't move. Jesus Christ. Okay? So they bolt your head down. You have to put this mask on every time. And then you go for your, and they tattoo you. I have tattoos on my chest where they, they literally tattoo you so that they know where to line the lasers up every time you lay down. Okay. So I go and I get my tattoos done. I get my mask done and I go for my treatments. And as the treatments are going on, I'm losing weight yeah. because the radiation starts to affect your neck because that's where my surgery was. So it actually starts changing everything. Now, now my salivary glands are dying. Okay. My, um, I stopped making saliva. Um, uh, your taste buds die. All these things happen while you're getting your radiation. So you have to go, um, to the dentist before any of this happens so they can make fluoride trays for you to put in your mouth while you're getting your treatments so that your teeth don't rot out of your mouth because you have no saliva to keep your teeth lubricated keep them from yeah, yeah. Okay? there's so much more involved than people yeah really i didn't know that yeah right so so now i have these fluoride things in my i gotta put in my fucking mouth and i gotta get put this fucking mask on i gotta go for these fucking treatments so now <clears throat> i start losing weight and because my throat literally starts closing from the radiation treatments so my saliva it sounds gross but my saliva starts turning to a gel and then it goes from a gel to almost like plastic where i could literally reach in my mouth and pull it out and put it on the table. My saliva would just coagulate. Jesus. And because everything was dying. Yeah. You know? And um, it's getting worse and worse. And I'm losing more and more weight. And the doctor says, listen, you, you, uh, I went from eating normal food to eating um, uh, ice cream, that kind of shit, and pudding. And then from there to a liquid diet. And then it got to the point where I couldn't take liquids in anymore because my throat was literally like a pinhole. So the you couldn't talk, obviously. Then, I could right? talk. You could, I could oh, talk. Okay. Yeah, my voice has changed since I was sick. You can't tell, but it, mm -hmm. if you, would, my voice used to be deeper before I got sick. And um, the doctor was like, "Listen, you gotta, you're losing too much weight. You're gonna have to have a feeding tube." And I'm like, "I'm not, oh, I'm not fucking getting a feeding tube. That's not fucking happening. You know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I fucking drink this shit. Yeah. I, you know, and I couldn't. So I had to go for a feeding tube. Okay, so back into the hospital again. I go, and um. I get a feeding tube. Now back when, again, when I'm talking about it fucking raining pussy in the dick. Right? Yeah. So now I get out of my surgery for the feeding tube. They don't have a room for me. Okay. So now I'm in the hallway while they're waiting to get me a room. I'm, I'm fucking out of it with the tubes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They get a room for me with an old man named Sal. Sal's about 90 and he has dementia. And Sal is sitting in his fucking chair out, out, out of his bed. And he's blocking the fucking door. And he won't let them bring me into the room. And he goes, uh, this room's crowded already. Nobody in there but Sal. Yeah. Room's crowded already. And they're like, now they're, they're uh, the orderlies and the doctors and the nurses, whatever. They're trying to reason with Sal. Mm -hmm. And they're like, uh, you know, Mr. So-and-so, you need to, you know, can you just move aside? We need yeah. to, like, this gentleman's got to occupy the other bed. Just had surgery, all this kind of shit. And um, I'm not moving, he says. I'm not moving. So now I'm getting fucking mad. Now I'm yelling from my bed. You fucking move! I'm telling them, right? So 
<laughs> so and did I, you know he had dementia right off I the bat? Okay, you thought he was being a yeah. fucking yeah. yeah. So now, but I, I got to be honest with you. Even after I found out he had dementia, I could care less. Yeah, so he was still yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was he was a pain in the ass. Yeah, I'm I was sure. In, yeah, in the right yeah. frame of mind, you know. So um, I go, I go. I'm walking in there because they because they wanted to wheel me in with the bed and yeah. he wouldn't move. So I said, I'm walking in. I start getting out of the bed and they're like, No, sit down, sit down. I'm like, I'm walking in. So they actually let me stand up, and they I got like the bottle and shit. I'm, they let me bring it into when I walk past, and I'm giving them a fucking hairy eyeball the whole time I'm walking past them, right? <laughs> after being in surgery again after right? being in surgery again right so now I'm laying in the bed and um he starts in again and he's making all these noises and now he starts binging his bing 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 he's yeah. calling fucking nurses in he's telling the nurses that these people my family these people are eating crackers nobody had no fucking crackers these people are eating crackers I can smell them like this and I'm like, shut up, Sal! Nobody got no fucking crackers. Now I'm young. So anyway, I am now I'm bing 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 in the nurse. Yeah. Right, with the fucking button. You got to get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. I said, I know you just got me in here. You got to get. You me have the to fuck get out. me out. Yeah. I can't. Deal. I'm not. This me and Sal is not going to work out. Yeah. You know. Now I'm ready. Like I said, I, I I took this feeding tube as a personal defeat. Okay, because I didn't want to have it done. I, I felt you know. My my body's crashing around me. You know, and this is. The last thing I need is to be this obstinate old man giving me a problem. Yeah. You know? So you, you got to get me out of here. I'm saying to the nurses and the nurses like, um, they're like, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. So and we make a long story short. Sal keeps yelling. Sal, Sal keeps being more and more of a pain in the ass. So bing, 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 bing. I call the nurse again, right? Swear to God, dude. I call the nurse. I go, listen, you got to get me out of here. I'm going to choke this old motherfucker with this feeding tube. I swear to God, I'll go behind him. I'll put it around his fucking neck and Dexter, I'll wring his fucking yeah. neck right there in the fucking chair. I'm like, sir, you can't do that. You can't do it. We're, we're working on it. We're working we're on working it. We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> we're so, working on it. Swear to God, dude. I'm telling him I'm going to wring his great. fucking neck. So now I got to take a piss. Yeah. So they give you the bedpans. I can't pee in a bedpan. I just can't fucking do it. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. I tried. I can't I've never it. been there. It's so too yeah, hard, I, I, I'm imagining it's... it's too hard. So now I'm going to pee. But now, Sal. Is sitting in his fucking chair, blocking the fucking bathroom door. Okay, he's testing you. So I go, I go, Sal, you gotta fucking move. And just staring at me, like Sal, move. Get in the bathroom. You know, still fucking staring at me. So I grab his fucking chair, right, and I fucking slam it into the fucking wall. And he's boom, he's fucking shaking like he got hit by a a terrible thing I'm doing. But I, I couldn't take it no more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, make a long story short. They ended up sending me home the next day. Okay. So um, I come home and then um, I, I had a, I had a feeding tube for three months. Okay. So I got a feeding tube. I have the. Did they have to show your wife how to? Do, or did you have a nurse come in? No, I did all sh- myself. Oh, you did. They all showed yourself. me how to care for it. Yeah. So um, I, I had a feeding tube for three months, and um, you know, you don't, you know, you just think you're you're never going to get better, and then you know, as long as you stay positive and you slowly things start coming back around again, right? I start. Things start getting better. And then... Um, was acting on your mind at all? Or like the, uh, being artistic or a it, creative it, outlet? Was any of that on your mind? It was because my show was still going on in the city at the time. Yeah. And um, a guy that played my... Another Johnny. Not 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 Johnny Marola that owns yeah, the show. Yeah. There was a third another Johnny understudy. named Lou. Yeah. I, you know, 
And uh, Lou and I never really saw eye to eye, you know? Really? Yeah. And Lou was playing my part when um, I wasn't there. And um, anyway, I, uh, I'm, I'm slowly getting better. And I'm thinking about, now oh, it's getting ready to kind of go back to the city, you know, mm-hmm. go back to do my show. And, but now I have to get my feeding tube taken out. So now you don't get a surgery for that. You just go to the doctor's office and they just pull it out. Okay. So anyway, I said to my wife, I go, you and Dante got to come into the room with me when I get this taken out because I'm not going to be a fucking pussy with you and Dante standing there. I'm yeah. going to take it like a fucking man, you know? So they come into the room with me. They're not looking, yeah. but they're going to. So the guy lays me down on the table. He's a little guy, the doctor. He stands on a little, like a fucking apple box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He stands on an apple box. He throws his fucking tie over his shoulder. He literally wraps his hand around my feeding tube. And he yanks it like he's starting a fucking lawnmower, dude. Boom, it pulls it out. That's how they that's how they take it out, right? And I'm like, now mind you, I took a Xanax before I even went there because I was like, I, I got Yeah, you gotta not feel this shit. So yeah. he pulls it out. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Is it out? Is it out? And, and thank God it was out. Yeah. And then uh, I said, now I got a hole. I go, what do I do with this hole? And he goes, Are they just like <laughs> Dude, no, Chris, I swear to God, he takes he takes um Neosporin, he goes, squeezes Neosporin in a hole, puts a patch on top of it, and he goes, don't take that off for two weeks. It'll close itself. And I go, what if it doesn't close itself? Well, come back, we'll burn it shut with silver nitrate. I go, holy shit! None of this is sounding appealing. No! Yeah, obviously. So anyway, make a long story short, they, um, it, it closed. It closed. Good. And um, How was eating after that? Like, was it weird? Like, um, You know what, dude, I had... Or what were, what were some effects that, like, you know, obviously post... I had well, chemo and all that. Things radiation. still don't taste the same. Um, I used to love ice cream. Yeah. I hate ice cream now. Oh, because you had to have it so much. No, right? it just doesn't taste the same anymore. The, the flavor just nothing is as strong as it used to be. Yeah, you know, I started putting hot sauce on a lot of things when I when I couldn't taste stuff to try to make it taste. Yeah, like yeah, something. to let it come. And now out. to this day, I like put I put hot sauce on everything. On everything, now everything I love yeah. it. But. I saw you put it in your coffee. Yeah. So. <laughs> one of the first things I ate, I remember, I, not one of, the very first thing yeah. I ate when I could eat solid food was my wife's macaroni and cheese. And uh, actually, my wife has a video of me eating solid food for the first time in, in, a, in a year. And uh, it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And I had, I had Thanksgiving right before having my feeding tube out. And I, and I told everybody, this is the greatest Thanksgiving of my life because I'm still here. Uh, unfortunately, I'm eating out of a fucking tube. Everybody else is having turkey. and fuck. I thought about fucking sticking it in a blender. And <laughs> it down but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shove Stuffing. it in there. Stuffing. Yeah. Shove it in there. But no, that's, um, you know, and I think it's important to hear all of that because we're talking about negative body image right. as an actor. You know, you, right. you know, prior to this, what, you were acting for how many years before you got diagnosed? Um, 10 I years? Been, 12 years? No. Uh, uh, yeah, 10 years. 10 years. I started acting in, uh, in um, 99 so you're a you're a decade into it. Um, you're about eight nine years into your show, mm-hmm. and then you you get hit with this, and then that's a year to recover. And like you said, you're looking in the mirror. You don't right. Excuse me. You're looking in the mirror. You're hearing yourself speak. You know, you're saying your voice was deeper. You don't look the same. All that. So, what was the first project you did post like recovering? Like, well, you, and then how? For your confidence or anything like that, like did anything lack there? Did you? Oh yeah. Did you really terrible. like look at yourself and like what the fuck? Where like where's Fred? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I felt terrible and I I went back to my show in the city, 
and the woman. Did that, people treat you differently, or like um, like, like, a, like a kid almost? Uh, almost like, like yeah. Some people treated me with kid gloves. I guess I'd yeah. say you know they were like you know like I was fragile. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, which is you're anything but because you you fucking beat cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's I'm not that's thing, not for right. the faint of heart. That's right. not for the fragile. No. So, and uh, I I went. I went back and the girl that played my wife, her name is uh, Lisa Lamaccia. I fucking love her to death. She is, she's not only is she beautiful, but yeah. she is really just a genuinely yeah. great fucking person. Yeah. You know? and you develop those and those. I don't even want to say feelings, but you do develop something when you're playing a character like with someone. Excuse me, one second, Dante. Could you take Romeo out? Thank you. He just ran out. He ran out of steps, and you don't give me any warning. I didn't hear. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. And um. Uh, Look at him. Yeah, he runs down the steps. You don't. You don't get no warning, and then he'll gotcha. just piss on my fucking. Oh, floor. really? Yeah. yeah no. He makes no noise like a ninja. <laughs> um. So your co, your co, yeah. your yeah, you create that bond with these yeah. people, right? And I, I mean, and how and, was she like after the? Oh, Lisa was the fucking best. She's she was so um understanding and helpful to me when she came back because I I you know she played my wife for a long time yeah. and she knew um a lot of my insecurities and um. Uh, a lot of, you know, personal aspects of my life, you know, and she was, when I came back, you know, she was right there to help me hit the ground running, you know what yeah. I mean? And she was, it was like, I never, with, with her, it was like, I never left. Have you, what kind of inspiration did you pull from going through having cancer? Like you, I feel like it's a lot of alone time, right? You got a lot of alone time yeah. or like, so is there anything like you, like to add to your craft, like, is there anything that like you look back on and you can use it as inspiration? Well, I read, you know, because, because I was, you know, laid up, I couldn't, and couldn't perform or anything. Yeah. I, uh, I read a lot of books about acting, you know, I did, uh, read, you know, uh, watched a lot of videos about a lot of videos about acting, yeah. you know, anything I could just to yeah. try to keep my, Feet wet, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. And uh, I'm so sorry about that. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, that's because Dante probably just probably put putting yeah. the leash on him. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't like the leash. Yeah, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> pain in the ass. But I told you before, if he was my first one, he'd be my last one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's the first dog I ever had that he growls to talk. Like the other would growl when they were angry. Yeah. Or, but or if you're just like, don't do that, they're like, oh, right, right, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's how anything. my dog like, He'll be sitting next to you on the couch like, ah, <laughs> it's because he wants you to fucking pet him. Yeah, yeah that's you know? funny. That was very confusing for me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was a, it's a very dark place to be. Oh, uh, just, 100%. I'm, so, you know, what, were, I don't I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is like, have you pulled from like, if you have to dig deep for a character or a role, have I ever pulled from that pain? Yeah, so because I feel like that's. I'm not. I don't want to assume. You can confirm or deny, or we don't have to talk about. It. I'm assuming how I would be is if I'm going to allow myself to be sad one day, or there will be moments where I just break down and cry. I've done that with my stepdad, you know, because it goes a little bit. You know, him and I have always had an interesting relationship, and we've finally started getting good. And then now, you know, his stroke has lost his ability to talk. Mm and really move and be active. And it's like, man, like it's like, you knowing the funniest person you may know, or like someone who likes to talk and all that. And that's taken away gone. from them right yeah. now. So were you able to pull something from it? Like whether, you know, I, I need some inspiration to cry, to do, do X, Y, and Z. Like, 
you know, did you pull from it or, or was it, is it too much of a dark place to really um, pull from? No, I, I honestly did use it yeah. um, to pull from when I needed to, to go to that place you yeah. know, for, for something. You know, I, I try to remember, uh, you know, you bring back the, the sadness that you felt or the, uh, the loneliness or the, um, you know, uh, uncertainty of, of the things. uncertainty of everything. Yeah. And then, um, I, and I, I pulled from that for a long time. And unfortunately I had, I had a tragedy in my life where my, my brother passed away. Oh, and, sorry. um, I've since used that as my, as my place to pull yeah. my, my sadness from. But, uh, but prior to that, yes, it was definitely was my cancer. You know, I mean, was art or acting even on like a thought in your mind? Um, or was it just because I feel like when you're in something like well, that, like there's nothing else but that? Okay, I I didn't. When you're in the throes of of feeling so horrible and throwing up and and, and I, I sleep all day and and uh, when you're in the the midst midst of everything, I I, I can't say I, I thought anything yeah. about acting or, yeah. or or anything being creative. None of that. I didn't think about anything, and I'm the horniest motherfucker going. I didn't even think about sex. Okay. <laughs> But then once you start feeling better, you start you start thinking start thinking about man you know like man I, I your, missed that your brain missed, starts clearing up yeah I missed that I missed that show you know what I mean I mean I miss I miss hearing everybody laugh and I miss you know I miss you know hearing the applause mm -hmm. I miss you know I miss all those things you know and then you know and like like I said you once that you start feeling better those things start coming back and then you know like, then I start you know then I start looking at my wife going hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, one time I'm, t I'm completely fucked up, dude. Fuck. I'm defeating tubes. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fucking mess. Right. But the old Freddy is there. Right? It's still like, there. Yep. And I'm, and she's like, walking. Well, she was going to get in the shower or something. Right. And I'm like, Hmm. I'm like, why don't you come over here? She's like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. Come on. And she goes, no way. I'm not fucking doing it. No way. I'll fucking kill you. No way. You're not, you're going to have a fucking heart attack or something not happening. Right. So anyway, I'm fucking, I'm dude, I'm fucking working her. I'm like, come on, yeah, come, come on. on. It's been a long time. I'm fucked up. I'm fucked up. So anyway, she, she agrees to fucking throw me a, a mercy screw. Right. Cause I'm so fucked up. <laughs> so anyway, we, we have sex and I can't catch my breath. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Now, because my throat was so fucked up yeah. and I'm like, now I sound like I'm fucking dying. Okay. I don't so need to laugh. I'm no, no, dude, it's funny. Dude, it was funny. So she springs <laughs> yeah. off the fucking bed. She goes, I'm never fucking doing that again. That's it. That's it. She thought she was going to call the ambulance. Oh on me my and shit, God. You know? That's a, that's a, that's a funny scene. Yeah, right there too, it is, right? You know? That's a funny <laughs> Something one. like that. Yeah. That's funny though. But it's also yeah. like, you know, I know we're laughing, but it's like, man, you can look back at that and like, that was a moment where it's like, it kind of took you probably away for a bit from like what it you're did. going it through. It did. It really now did. Now you can reflect you know? on it, and that's something yeah. you and your wife can laugh at. Yeah. And that's a little story you guys I try to have. find. I try to find humor in everything because if you know, that's important. It's really important. If you dude. don't, like, you can get stuck in this cycle of just endless depression, and that's not good. Like, right. that's really not good. Like, you, you need to allow yourself to enjoy something right like so, like anything if you feel if you are going through shit like if you really are going through shit even if it's like sitting down and eating you know a guilty pleasure food and watching something if that makes you kind of forget for about an hour or two then do that i agree you know you have to do that i told you know i've told my funny i've told my 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 kid and my wife said when i die 
my tombstone, first of all, better say something fucking funny. Yeah. Because I want people to come and visit me and go, fucking Freddy. This is Freddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, what truck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I, I didn't know the fruit was bad or something. Yeah. So put something. You know, and Dante made a joke. He said he's going to hire clowns to make fucking balloon animals and shit at my fucking funeral. But, you know, I said, I'm going to write my own eulogy. Yeah. Because everybody's going to be fucking sad and shit. I, if I write it, at least I know people will laugh. Now, who would you have you know? read it? Uh, it's funny. Somebody else asked me that same question. Would it be your son, your wife, um, a friend, like one of your best friends? I, I don't. I, I would like to have my son yeah. read it for me, but I think he would have a hard time, a hard time doing yeah. it. But I would like to have him read it for me uh, or my wife. Because I feel but like who I know knows my... you better? Like I, like I said, I'm about to have a kid, so I don't know who knows you better than your kid. No, no. I feel like your best friend, nobody. best friends know you too. Yeah. My you brother, know? John. Uh, I would. I think I would have him read my eulogy. He knows he's, you. He's a. He knows me. And you guys and are probably funny, coming from the same clock, the dude, funny so, clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. I know he'll have some great stories he'll let yeah. out and, and everything. But um. But yeah, as far as it, so so anyway, to to tie this back to the acting thing. You know, I played a lot of um. I played a lot of tough guys and a lot of uh. I I make a big joke. I'm the I'm the um. I'm the typecast problem child. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm always a drug addict. I'm always a fucking yeah. some type of enforcer. I'm always fucking beating somebody like up. Lady said in the something. previous episode, you're 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 a garbage man. You're this, right? That, right. You're I'm the blue collar guy. I am. Yeah, well, I, I guess because I'm a blue collar guy in real life, you don't know better than. Yeah. Then know. I guess that I guess that's what you portray or come off. But I would never. I don't know. Like I said, when I met you, man, you're like, you know, you're doing your accent, your your look, your fucking finger pointing. Then we have a, a moment to talk. You're like, yeah, no, I've been in theater 29 years, <laughs> and I did this, and I'm, and I'm like, you got to really try. Like, you seemed like I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's not just doing it like for fun. Like, he's a fucking actor. Yeah, so, thank you. I guess you know, you you looks wise, yeah, you come off blue collar, but I feel like you're. I don't know, if thespian would be the right word, but you are so knee deep in it. You know a lot of shit. You've studied the craft, like. You're an actor through and through, oh, and I know you. some people look at you and they're probably like, "Fuck out of here, he's an actor." Oh yeah, he's oh, got yeah. tattoos, he's yeah. got a foul mouth, but nah, yeah. who gives a fuck how yeah. people look? Yeah. That, you know, goes back to that. So, so you were you were saying I didn't, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh no, it's okay. But um, you were saying that you you know you play a lot of these yeah these I play roles. a lot of these roles you know and then once you were, um, you know you're you go through something physical you go through something physical like traumatic that. like that yeah. I don't I don't feel like that tough guy anymore you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't feel like i can uh I'm, I'm very i'm very conscious of um angles do you know what i mean because because i have the surgery on one side of my yeah. head and not on the other one side of my face is looks chiseled and the other side doesn't so it's yeah. like i try to and my my if my head looks crooked on my body so i try to like position myself for certain you're things. You're a lot more self-conscious. Oh, I'm a lot more self-conscious of it. Than anyone else. Oh, would. yeah, 100%. And then I'll say things to my wife. I'll go, look at that. I look I look terrible. I'm like, you do not. Uh, said, Nobody yeah. sees that. You're looking for it. And yeah. I, I guess I am looking for it. But even if someone saw it, it's a, dis a distinct look, though. I guess. That's how I would, that's how you could spin it or that's how you'd say it. But if we all look the same, what what I know it sounds stupid. Like, what's the fun in that? If I if I watch a movie or film and everyone looks exactly the same, it's I was like, there's really this casting is pretty garbage. You no, know, no, like you know, I, what I'm I saying. I guess, but you're. I think you're. You're. You know, did were you self conscious prior to mm. having cancer, or were you kind of like, I'm I'm here. I own this shit. Kind uh, of thing. A you, little bit of both. Okay. Um, I I make a big joke, and and my my wife and my kid know it's true. I I usually only watch. Everything I do, one time, and it's only to see how bad I look. Do I look fucking fat in that? 
You know what I mean? It's a big joke, but like I'll watch something and I'll like. The, you don't go back and watch. No, I don't watch stuff? it again. Yeah, because I'm the most critical of my own performance. You know what I mean? And my I'll like, oh my god. So you don't go, like you wouldn't go back to watch something and like, oh, that point in my life, like I made that, I did that. Um, you watch to go like how much I've grown. You don't really do that. You know what? I'd love to lie to you and say yes, I do, but no, I really, really? I really haven't. Yeah. I I feel weird because I go back and like I look at some stuff that I've done and I'm like. I know what film I did that like shifted my that made me a better actor. Oh, and I yeah. go back and I rewatch it because it was so physically grueling, on mentally grueling, on the process of what I did to make that. Because the director pushed me to like, like broke me down, mm-hmm. really like broke me down on set, and I was like, Fuck. but you go back and you look. I was like, and or my oh my wife will be like, that's your best performance. No, yeah. no, no, no dog to anything else but like these two these two specific directors get the best out of me and i work i've only worked on one project with the director and the other project i've worked with her on like three or four and it's mainly comedies and she gets the best out of me so i go back and look just to see but you go back once to be critical of yourself yeah, to be critical of myself yeah but and, and it, look is it, it and ever go, acting critical or is it uh physical it's more physical than anything else i'll look at it and i'll go Boy, why the fuck did i suck my stomach what? in for you that? probably you know but you probably subconsciously or or not you probably like oh, i already know i did fucking great acting wise but no I'm, really no, i'm never like that okay yeah. oh there's certain roles yeah. where i'm like i killed it and there's certain roles like i could have gotten done, i could have done better but i'm like that too like physically i'm like man i fucking hate weight for man i'm i'm i really look big on camera fuck do i look like this big in real life you know yeah, that's, that's how, how i feel, feel too, I look, yeah. yeah you know i look at it and i'll go oh my god why didn't i suck my stomach in here what yeah the or like I'm oh like, my god i missed a belt loop on my fucking pants yeah you know <laughs> shit like that you know i'm like why the fuck why didn't somebody tell oh my me god, how come no one told me my hair looks like shit yeah. you know like oh, my, well, I, I have a very curly or uh, okay longer it gets curly it's it's wild to me it looks normal but i'm on camera i'm like jesus christ it looks like i don't own a comb okay i saw funny you're saying that i saw some behind the scenes shots of dress code yeah okay where one side of my hair looks puffier than the other one, and it's making me fucking crazy. I said, why didn't somebody fucking tell yeah, me? Yeah. <laughs> I, I got one on the puffy side of my head. And my wife is like, no one even sees that. That's but great. I see it. it yeah, makes no, me crazy. I, Andrew showed me some of my scenes because I was like, can I get some for my acting reel and wait for Gerard for it to be released? And it's the scene we're all out in the yard. Mm-hmm. And it was windy, and I'm telling a joke, and my hair's going everywhere, and all I'm fixated on is like my hair looking like fucking a mixture of Ace Ventura and Kramer. <laughs> I'm like, and then my, I got a, I got, you know, I shaved my beard. I got the extra chins. I'm like, oh my God, I look terrible. And then I'll say that to my wife and she'll be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut up. You know? Like, yeah. We're always like, the most critical stop. of our own stuff. Yeah. Child. Yeah. It's the truth. Really? Yeah. So, um, so I guess, you know, you, you post-cancer, you, you were going into these roles and you weren't feeling confident, right? right? So when did you, was it Dominic Russo or did you do another role where you had to play a quote unquote tough guy? And how was the challenges of kind of getting back to that mentality of like the characters you always used to play, but with the lack of confidence? Uh, wow. Um, geez, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, because you had a lot of confidence on set when I saw you with just like, you just kind of like, how do I say it? Because I was, watch, I just, I'm, I'm a sponge when I'm on set and I'm, even if I'm like background or whatever. And you just kind of see like, you just seem to be kind of in command of every scene you were in, like, or you were commanding, like you just brought a presence. And so it's hard for me to look at you and be like, this guy, he lacked confidence? Like what the fuck? So like, how long did it take to build it back up? Um... Well, 
my or you're still building it back up no, so to speak. I, no i'm still building it back up i guess i you know it's been 12 years since my cancer diagnosis so i've done i've done a lot of things in, yeah. that, in that 12 years so it's, more film more theater um or equal i've balance. done i've done both mm-hmm. um i uh had a movie that was just recently on amazon prime for a while it was called nice. uh, abandoned in the dark and i played this psychopathic cop named um arnold McHale, and um that was that was a, that was a great role because it was you know it was fun to, to be a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I shouldn't right? say a good guy. I was still a bad guy, but but fun to be a cop because usually I'm the guy getting arrested. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um, I, theater. I, I prefer theater over film myself because I like the uh, I like the instant gratification mm-hmm. of, of it, and I, I started um, I started really developing uh you know my my craft as a as a theater yeah actor more than a um than a film actor but um i to 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 actually put my finger on what role started turning me around ah man or was it a time like a period of time it doesn't have to be a specific role like was it like a year or two after was it four or five years Um, after where you were like this i'm back to being freddie you know what, Chris? I don't think I'm ever going to really be back to the Freddy that started. You know, what yeah. I mean? because I'm too. Um, You've went through a lot. I went through too much. You know, yeah. I, I mean, but it's amazing to see you so. Like I don't know. Maybe I would. I wouldn't be as charismatic or like positive as you were, or maybe I don't know how well, I would be because well, I'm. I'm comparing it differently. I'm comparing it to being there, like with my stepdad helping him out, like doing things I never thought I had to do for my dad. Right. My of stepdad. Course, of course. Seeing my mom go through a lot. You know, so it's the outside force or the outside perspective rather than the in like the the perspective of it happening to someone. Right, right. So you're like whether you're religious or not or you're like someone gave me another chance to continue being on this earth. Right. And yeah. Well I think for God my every wife day for, and for, for my son. Yeah. So like maybe said, maybe that's the new like that's the found respect you have or the found like appreciation of life you know so maybe that's why it's you're more so very like you're saying like the old freddy is not here but you seem very like just appreciative of just being if well, that makes sense yeah it, no it, it totally does and you know it's like i, I like i said earlier I, listen i am blessed way more than i deserve mm-hmm. i really am i have my son is wonderful i have a beautiful wife who's who i absolutely adore more than anything in this world and and i and I, I have a second chance. Most yeah. people don't get a second chance. No. You know? So I, 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 I honestly, God, I go to bed every day and I thank God for, for what he's given me and what I'm, what I have now and what I'm going to have in the future. Yeah. Cause I know it, without him, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't yeah. have, I wouldn't be here, you know? But, um, yeah, I, it's a, it, it's, it's a tough thing. I, I, I'm not, the old Freddie is gone, but the new Freddie's, not that bad either. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Most people would never know I went through what I did. You know what no. I mean? Because I've, I've, I've. If you would have saw what I looked like twelve years ago compared to now, I've made a miraculous recovery. Yeah. I, and I, I didn't, have. I didn't know about this until I sent you the outline, and you were like, "I would like to talk mainly about this because I went through that." You never told me on set. You never, like, you would never know. You know because. Yeah. You know, it's just that's a fucking downer, bro. It's fucking <laughs> depressing. It's hey, it by is. the way, you want to hear? No, it is, but like, it's also like. It is a downer for sure, obviously, and it's probably something you don't want to keep being. Remi- you're probably reminded of that every day, just you know, looking I, you in know the what? mirror. I so am. maybe it's something you're like, I don't want to fucking talk about. 
but you know yeah meeting someone for the first time you you know especially on film set you're probably more connecting like what do you like to watch what yeah. do you want to, you know well I, th- I think it's important to uh, to share my story because it gives people hope exactly do you know what i mean that's There's what so it's many- all about like i know you like you were saying oh i don't you were asking me, are you going off topic? I, I don't think any of this is off topic because it's all about what you went through and then coming back and like being very comfortable now in your new and old skin, <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. your new skin and your new look, so to speak, you know, because only you know and your family knows how you used to be versus how you are now, maybe some old cast members if you were to work right. with. But, you know, I think it's important to see like and for people to hear like your story, because who knows whoever's is going to listen to this, who's fighting cancer, who's fought cancer. And right. it's like, I don't feel comfortable going back to what I wanted to do, whether it be modeling or right. something in the arts and even maybe something not in the arts, yeah. you know? Well, you can't give up. I, I, that's my advice to anybody. You you can't fucking give up. You got to stay positive. You have to stay positive. Yeah. You have to. It's, it's, it sounds like a joke. People are like, well, you know, I mean, I, I mean, how do you stay positive? It I sounds just, cheesy when people say it to you. Like if you're going through something and someone's like, stay positive. I'm always like, eh, yeah, yeah. But then when I go back and I'm like, man, I'm really like, I'm in my feelings right now or something's going on. Then I'm, I'm more like, I'm thinking of like the, po- I'm thinking of a positivity or I'm thinking of like a really fun time yeah, of something that to, happened with my friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like people would say to me all the time, they go like, oh man, I, I don't know. I don't know how you did it. Or I, you know, or I, I can never You do probably that. don't even know how you did it. Well. But you, you persevered. Well, you have to. Yeah. I, I would tell people like my mom, you know, my mom has this quote. Where she goes, um, things will work out because they have to. Yeah. They have to. There's no alternative. They have to work out. Yeah. You know? And and that's it. You know? It, things you just got to People say, like I said, people say, well, I don't know how you did it. We mean, you know how I did it. Because I fucking had to do it. Yeah. I wasn't going to die. Yeah. You know? He ain't going to remember me and nobody's fucking my wife. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know? I got to fucking... I got to do it. Yeah. That's it. You know? You have to always have your... It sounds cheesy. Uh, but it's so true. You have to have, you got to find your why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. The I hear that say, a lot. You it's find it's your not why. cheesy. It's very fucking true. Once you find your why, you could do anything. Everything else is, yeah. You can, you can, you'll, you'll find it's your how. Conquer. You'll, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll figure out your how once you have, find your why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's super important. And you just, you know, you just can't, uh, no, well, you know what they say, right? No, uh, no rainbows without the rain. Exactly. Right? So you got to fucking do what you got to do. Exactly. Got to make it happen. Man, man, man. I love talking to you. <laughs> I really <laughs> do, man. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. You are very welcome, Chris. Thank you for um, having me. I you guys really can catch hit, You can catch Freddie in, dre- in dress code eventually. I, I, whether if Gerard is going to be putting into festivals or on or you know on Amazon or anything. Um, yeah, you could follow him on on Facebook at Broadway Freddie. Um, and yeah, if there's any other acting credits that are coming up for you, we could always enter, you know, I could record it separately, <laughs> but I do appreciate you coming on. And, and like I said, the last two episodes that we've recorded with one another, just sharing your story and, and kind of giving, giving people hope that like, you know, your, your outlook is definitely inspirational. Oh, so I appreciate so it, man. Much, for real. Thank you for thank having you. me. No, I man. really can't tell you how much I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. And hopefully we get to work together in oh, something sure very, very soon. I'm sure we will. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Where's My Mind, a podcast about mental health and the arts. And until next time, I'm Chris Arangio. Once again, this is Where Is My Mind, a podcast about mental health and the arts. I'm host and producer of the podcast, Christopher Arangio. All episodes will be available on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and Amazon Music. Once again, this is Chris Arangio, and thank you for supporting.